Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Bij Centraal Beheer gaan we net een stap verder voor onze klanten. Daarom geven we ze 10 seconden van onze zendtijd om hun auto te verkopen. Dames en heren, 18.000 kilometers heeft mijn Mazda 6 GTM uit 2014 gereden. Hij is rood met elk, de kleur van de liefde. Kijk op Facebookpagina Mazda 6 te koop. Dankjewel. Wil je deze of een andere auto kopen? Kies dan ook voor de klantvriendelijkste verzekeraar. Ga naar centraalbeheer.nl slash auto. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back, cause it's time for the podcast. This is Hip Hop Save My Life episode 14. I think this um, is already my favourite episode. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, Why? Based on what? Just the number. Right, yeah. Mm. We got past that first yeah. thing, didn't we? Uh, we haven't really got anything to talk about, because this is the third of a, yeah, of a trip. Yeah, we can't fake this sort of catching up thing. No. I'm trying to think of a story I haven't told. You're getting ready for your trip, I suppose. Well, it's not for another month, man. Oh, right. But yeah. <laughs> but have you already got your bag out? Pardon? You got your bag out. I've got to put well, in it. Well, uh, actually, what happens is, is uh, my wife starts to get antsy about me not having started packing yet right um, and so there'll be some pressure from there mm. you know what I mean mm. I think actually she's quite looking forward to it because I'm away for like basically 10 weeks wow and I think she's getting excited mm. I reckon someone will move in <laughs> Airbnb it I think so yeah yeah some guy <laughs> and fair play to her do you know what I mean good luck you know I hope mm. they're happy <laughs> as long as he's gone when I get back and we sort of... Are you not coming back at all in between? I will do. Five weeks, come back. Just do a couple of these. Yeah, do a couple mm. of these, yeah. And then away for another five weeks. Then. Gotcha. Do you think this is going to make the edit? It seems pretty dry and boring, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it's sort do of it? just a little catch-up. We've not had a chance to talk. It's been back-to-back. Back. Yeah, but it's good yeah. just to... Yeah. Mm. And you okay? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. When are you going to Japan? Uh, August, I think. Right. Mm. And then straight to Edinburgh. But you're going on holiday soon, aren't you? I'm going away in two weeks. Where are you going? To Corfu. Right. Is that a lad's thing? No, no, no. With family, my nephews and all that. Right. Mm. And would you like to get on it? Oh, big time. Yeah? Yeah, just in the day. <laughs> How long are you getting to Corfu for? Just a week. Excited? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's great, isn't it, Corfu? Yeah. I don't, is it? I is don't it? know. I've mm. never been, but I assume it's like... Yeah, I've heard just sit there, catch up it. on my sleep, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, this has been a bad start, hasn't Episode it? Episode um, 14. Anyway, let's just fucking move on. This is the bit where we introduce our guest. I am <laughs> delighted, honoured, happy to uh, introduce our guest. Promoter, DJ, uh, Arsenal fan. Yeah. Just sort of all-round good bloke. Josh Cole. Hello, Josh. Hello. How you doing? Very well, thanks. How's life? It's good. What did you think of the chat at the top? I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah really it makes everyone comfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, it's sort yeah. of like the way I see it is, you know, it, you know, people have got used to listening to me and Rematch now, and so they want to know what we get their energy to. levels. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, just really sort of settle in, <laughs> like putting on your favourite slippers or whatever. Yeah, it's very I mean? calming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what mm. we sort of that's what we're going for. Mm. Um, it could be that, or it could be this. This is very hot in here, mm. and I'm struggling to stay conscious. Are you? I think so a little bit. You should undo your top button. Yeah, relax. Do you reckon, shall I? Yeah. God, I've never done, really done that before. But. There you go. How's that? 
Oh, God, Much better, better already. already. <laughs> that's, that's great, yeah. <laughs> and your sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Take your watch off. Yeah. Pop those shoes off. It's all good podcast gold, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, Josh, listen, uh, you're a hip-hop fan. I am. Uh, you are also the, you're the founder of, uh, it's a gay hip-hop night, right? Is it the first and only, or is it, first of all, tell us the name, because it's a great name. The name is, <laughs> it's called Hard Cock Life. It's <laughs> good. Um, so it's, you know, inspired in equal parts by Jay-Z and Annie. Annie right. Channeling, channeling yeah. both. Yeah. Um, is it in terms of whether it's the first? I, uh, I, I think there's been one, or I think there's been a couple of other gay hip-hop nights around, but... Um, None that uh, I'm, I'm wary of saying it's the first in case someone else, right? In case you get claims, from, yeah, yeah, so oh, straight out of Cockton or something like that. Yeah. Right? So we were doing straight out, straight out of Compton Street was, was, a, was actually <laughs> oh, really? strongly oh, considered, yeah. <laughs> what were some of the others? Um, there were, I, I initially wanted to call it Liquid Swords, right? Um, <laughs> but not which I thought was genius, That's great, yeah, yeah, it's really good. When the MCs came, tell them about the name, man. Oh, that's a good thing. Can we? Can we? Yeah, yeah, Jizza, Jizza, Jizza's liquid sword. Curtis blows. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. was a favourite. Um, Notorious HIV. You can't really say that though. But that was no, a I little spin-off one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, got, I've got none. Come I've got, on, shit, come I've got on, none here. Woo. Bang, clan, <laughs> doggy style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, you're just, you're just, you're, you're just vomiting ones up like off the top of your head better than I'm. I can't even. Can we have actually, guys? Must if there's anyone listening at home that can think of <laughs> some pretty good gay hip hop night titles, send them in with the hashtag Gay Hip Hop. Yeah? And we'll be dropping them throughout the show. Well, we know we won't, will no, we? No. It's not a live thing, is it? <laughs> no, not the tweets. Your things will just come to. Oh like, yeah, we'll like, think like of like some that. as the show goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah that's mm. our runner. That's mm. our runner. Uh, shit, I can't think of any. Kendrick Legay. <laughs> God. <laughs> Not, uh, like Kendrick okay. was very sort of French sounding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what I did there. <laughs> what was the rationale behind uh, setting this up? That there was nowhere to go where I could uh, listen to the sort of music which I like and right. be gay in London. Really. Yeah. Um, and uh, also it just sort of made me laugh as a concept yeah I thought it'd be a fun fun I'm, I'm not you know I've not DJed at all previously and no one's going to sort of hire you as a DJ when you can't really DJ and you just go you know I want to play hip hop in a yeah in a gay club well you know what you've got no credentials at all so you might as well start your own party right um, and yeah it's just sort of started as a joke and then ended up suddenly taking it a little bit more seriously how long has it been going for it's been going for uh this is year four mm. um so it started at end tail end of 2012 and has all gone a bit crazy since then um and started in a tiny little members club um with a capacity of 69 which the owner was a very... members club <laughs> with a capacity of 69 yeah. i mean this is fucking like innuendo central mate this... <laughs> 
This is incredible. Anyway, carry on. The, the, uh, it, the capacity was actually, I think, 50, but he said 69 because he could say it with a little... Yeah, great. Um, Abanero's on Kingston Road, which no longer exists, but it was great. And um, But had, you know, really showed up the fact I'd never done anything like this before with the... Promotion system. of it. So. The promotion, well, the promotion of it actually went, that was the one thing that went well, and there was right. a queue going down the street mainly because the capacity was so small. Yeah. Um, but the sound system was at, was not great. Right. Um, and uh, Was it so bad that people complained? Or was it, it was so bad that it was, yeah, people complained. Right, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no offence to Amici. Yeah. If, if he is in, listening. Um, and, uh, and then, but, you know, it was sort of, I had my friend's 13-year-old sister manning the decks while he went out for a cigarette. Um, right, right, right. So it was very kind of, uh, you know, amateur but in a good way yeah um and then it kind of just uh, went from there and moved up the road to arcola theater which really isn't a club um, yeah but was oh, it that tent outside or the no that it was in the there way. it was like in the theater in the bar area which we just sw- right. got rid of all the furniture mm. blacked it out mm. brought in the sound system moved the entire room around and then you actually had a really amazing space um mm. and word had sort of word had spread and you know we crammed 400 people in there right um which was amazing but you have like the black curtains which we had blacking out would fall down i remember they fell down or someone pulled them down and i'd spent the whole afternoon getting the whole thing ready i was like put the curtains back up suddenly the street lights flood in and the atmosphere just dissipates but it was great until um some people i think had sex in the disabled toilet downstairs and yanked the sink out of the wall and the basement floor flooded and uh and that was pretty much the end of those activities all related so like (laughs) was that like just a fucking maelstrom of just they had sex and then in the process of they were just so caught up in the euphoria of having sex thought just fucking smash this sink to pieces (laughs) to celebrate yeah i think i think they were connected yeah Yeah. right 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 okay Actually, the main thing that upset the venue wasn't that. It was someone lost... The, the cloakroom lost some guy's coat. Right. And he emailed me saying, they've lost my coat. And he kept emailing me saying, they've lost my coat. Um, can you do something about it? And I I said to him, look, if you went to see Coldplay at the O2 and the cloakroom lost your coat, you wouldn't email Chris Martin. No. And I wasn't saying, I wasn't comparing myself to Chris Martin. It was, you know, it was, it was a joke. Yeah. But he forwarded that on to the venue, who got very, very upset oh, about God. it. And said, we're a non-profit. We're doing this, you know, out of, we're a non-profit theatre, yeah. essentially. We don't need to be, you know. Shit, man. Struggling with running a gay well, I think night. it's, right. And so they kicked you out? They said they were going to charge us a lot of money to do it there. So that right, was the right, right. Um, and did the coat ever get found? No. I, it was like he said it was a £30 coat, so it really wasn't worth, worth, the, worth the push. No. Yeah. Do you think Chris Martin would have tried harder to get the coat back? I think he would have. Yeah. yeah. He seems like the He would have accessorised it as well once he'd found it. <laughs> yeah. He'd put, put, put like, a little Coldplay yeah. lapel badge on it. Yeah. Sent him back. Some sort of neon and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jazzed it up for him. <laughs> yeah, a little vegan smoothie in the pocket or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, what happened to the night after that? Um, so we went to a Turkish uh, a pub up the road, run by a brilliant uh, Turkish guy, old Solid Sinks. Old um, Solid Sinks. Yeah. yeah. Very well. It was one tiny toilet where you had to crouch down to get into it. Right. And there really wasn't a lot of um, wiggle room. 
a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. So there was no, you couldn't even have sex in there if you wanted right, to. Okay. Um, there also wasn't, uh, uh, health and safety was, you know, pretty relaxed yeah. there. So we just pushed people in until you can actually fit more people in them. Right. Um, and uh, probably shouldn't really say that, but it was great fun. <laughs> we'll I won't name that. it. Yeah. Because um, that one is still there, but it's great. It was great. And then we just outgrew it. So yeah. went to the Ace Hotel. Um, and when you say you outgrew it, was it, were you noticing, so how often does a night run? So it happens like once every couple of months. And were you noticing every couple of months, Jesus, it's like demand yeah. getting well, bigger and bigger every time? Yeah, you notice it massively. Yeah. So there'd be a line down the street and it goes from being populated entirely by mates and yeah. people I know and like, you know, mates, 13-year-old sister and that sort of thing. Yeah. So increasingly people that I didn't know, um, which on the one hand is you know a little makes it a bit weird to be at a night where you know because your friends aren't going to come every single time and they yeah. get bored after a couple of times and they want they stop coming and but the word had spread and it was you know more and more people and like much funner people than the yeah. ones that i'm friendly with so it's great <laughs> um so you're out of and you where did you, and are you how are you did you then move to the place you're at now or? yeah there were a few places that right. were interested um in it but i emailed the ace hotel and they were really really receptive yeah. to it um and they had no idea what it was or anything so you know you get a random email from someone saying oh i run a night called hard cop life and i think you should do it we <laughs> want to do it on saturday nights at, at your amazing yeah venue that you think they'd be like no we don't know who you are but they looked into it and realized that it was an actual thing and not just like some sort of joke email <laughs> and um so i moved there uh, probably a couple, almost a couple of years ago now. And yeah, it's still there. How do you think hard cop life differs from like a regular hip hop night or mainstream hip hop night or whatever? Well, I don't know if you've ever been to, I, I think it's just a very different, I suppose it differs in a lot of ways. It's a very different crowd. Yeah. I think a mainstream hip hop night, definitely like they're, quite you know they can be quite aggressive yeah. or just heterosexual clubs feel very different in vibe to yeah. gay clubs i yeah. would say like inherently um and so that's something i try and protect as much as possible right. so you know no hen parties and that sort of thing yeah who do you know genuinely last the other week we had a group of 17 girls on a hen Are party who yeah. tried to get in and in you know in other cities so if you go clubbing in Berlin you get yeah. turned away you're given no reason at all yeah, it's yeah. a 50-50 you know chance of actually getting into somewhere yeah, yeah. so when I've been to Bergen I've been turned away more times than I've actually got in for yeah. no reason you just say well thank you very much yeah. and, and leave <laughs> and you know it's like an honour to even be turned away at some yeah. of these clubs whereas in London it's like I want to see the manager yeah. and you know you can be like incredibly drunk and still very very indig indignant and you know I'm going to call contact the ombudsman and it's very very people are i mean to be pissed and mention the ombudsman is an achievement in itself i'd go fucking hell mate pull that out of your pocket you can come in, come in yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna mention the ombudsman <laughs> secret code so you try and you know you try and keep it mainly uh gay men and women yeah um but i take it it's one of those things that becomes so cool and such a big thing that you'll just get everybody wants to come there. And yeah. Then, and then you're trying to, what, then protect the identity of the night from that, are you? Yeah, absolutely. I think once you've got, you know, like we've had some various bits of press and articles in Evening Standard and The Guardian yeah. and Time Out, and it, I, I 
on the one hand, I think that once you've been featured in Evening Standard and Time Out, it's yeah. not how cool is it anymore. Yeah. But, um, so I think protecting it against that, which which we do, I think, really well because it's a, it's a small venue, so it only fits. So there are other clubs, there are some other gay nights which have got massive and grown into you know these incredible, enormous things. But yeah. I think I, what I'm really keen to do is keep the spirit of it as it always has been and keep it feeling really really intimate so do you have to guard against too many heterosexual people coming in yeah and how easy is that to do because like how do you do that I mean how do you go about doing that well you show you show gay porn on the door and if they react in a certain <laughs> way then you let them in <laughs> right okay get you got you I'll have to I was, I'm, uh, my pla- I've, always, I've got a, a gay Jewish night in the offing right. called um, well there's a couple of different names but but Mitzvah is the current Jesus front runner Christ. with uh, <laughs> Oi Gay was another option yeah good yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what was the other brilliant one the old testicle <laughs> <laughs> but there's quite niche you know, circumcision check at the door was yeah. the, I, I don't know I don't know if I think I'll get away with putting it out on the event but I think it'd be great um, but no, you don't. I, it's a natural. Actually, I think it occurs quite naturally right, that, right. that straight men, or I think you get a lot of straight women want to go. Yeah. Straight men are slightly less, a bit less secure with their right, own right. sexuality yeah. generally. So you know, are you looking at me? The rumors of this world are pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been to the last two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did you? It was. How did you find it, Rumors? Just banging tunes and just, yeah. I just, um, I just danced non-stop. We were a group of us for three hours, just not booze. I imagine or as soon as you see Rumors dancing, <laughs> he's out of himself. That's, that, that, puts, that puts Josh off his stride. <laughs> he's the straightest. Dance. He's genuinely the straightest man in the club. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> famous for it <laughs> it's a wicked night though and yeah i'm not just saying this josh is the best dj on the lineup really yeah like i said i said i went to a friend of mine i said uh, if i if i ever get married i'd hire him to dj my wedding just a click perfect selection of tunes perfect for you no for, no yeah for me right so who do you who else do you have to, who are the djs are they mates would you get like they're mates and what i what i what i've done is it's the djs are sort of irrelevant in the night so they're not i mean they're, they're they relevant. don't sell the tickets they don't sell the tickets yeah, so it's yeah. just hardcock life um as a thing in and of itself without most nights it's like you know you've got your 10 promoters at the bottom yeah. and all the djs and and then if you depending on the lineup people will go whereas this is just the night uh, yeah. it's just a party which happens quite rarely but the other there's uh, a guy Jeremy who's great um, and Mark um, who's also brilliant and it tends to just be the three of us with occasionally yeah. we have live performers as well Do you, are those your DJ names? Jeremy <laughs> Mark well, Jeremy, Jeremy Josh and Mark <laughs> JJ Mark Ashley Dupay who's brilliant yeah. who, also, who runs his own nights and is really really great um, and you know, people should check out in their own right. And Jeremy Stubbings, who we did give him what, what, everything but Double T was his DJ name briefly. I mean... That's good. Yeah, it was good. Josh Cole's actually... That's done, it sounds, it? Josh it sounds Cole. like a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. quite good, actually. That's, yeah. that's J. Cole. Yeah. J. Cole, yeah, done. Yeah. Mm. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, so I've, gone, I've, I've considered various other, but, you know... More puns. Yeah, more <laughs> puns or... Like DJ Hart, yeah, I don't even want to finish that. Josh Hull, thoughts. Josh Hull, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what? you brought the tone down there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you really have. Oh mate. God, I've, I won't do any more puns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you play? Is there anything you won't play? So like, do you change the playlist after diff, or is it just like... won't play Azealia Banks? Right, um, because she's. You know, awful, yeah. offensive person who's just sent out a, this morning or yesterday been sent out a bunch of vile, racist... Was she really? Yeah. What she says. Aimed at, I won't repeat what she Man, said. No. Sort of unrepeatable, mm. actually. Mm. Have a look. Okay. Um, and she's deeply unpleasant individual. But um, apart from her, there's not really anyone who's off limits. Yeah. But you try and strike a balance between... I mean, mainly the requests are, can you play some Beyonce? Which right. I get about 15 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you play Rihanna, pour it up. Get that a lot. Um, but apart from, you know, and as a result, it's sort of less likely to play that. Yeah, yeah. But you try and strike a balance between stuff that's incredibly popular and trying to get people excited about things which aren't necessarily as widely known. So how do you pitch it? Do you pitch it? Like, is it commercial hip hop or is it like, what is it? Or do you, And do you have to do. The different DJs, you, you and your Jeremy and Mark, do you have like different styles that you play and stuff like that, or is it pretty? Yeah, we do. Mark is more plays more um, like uh, bashment and more at that end of um, and dance hall and yeah. and variants variants thereof. Um, I can't believe I just said variants. Thereof. Well, no, it's good. I like yeah. it. Um, ombudsman, yeah, ombudsman and variants. Yeah, sounding yeah. really hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Jeremy is more in line with my, with similar to me, I would say like, uh, commercial, is it commercial hip hop? A mix of like, I don't know if it's commercial. Well, how would you define commercial hip hop? Oh Christ, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I like Jay-Z and stuff like that. But like, would you, and what I mean is, would you play like, um, I don't know, like Danny Brown and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, play Danny I mean? Brown. Yeah, I yeah. think it's, it's more alternative than commercial right, hip hop. Right. So, yeah. I'll play lot. There's a. I'll filter in lots of alternative yeah. rappers as well. So you know, I don't. I don't know who you would classify as alternative, but yeah. Wu Tang or you know, you're as likely to hear Wu Tang or you know, the more club friendly alternative hip hop. Right, got you, got you. Got I will you, filter yeah. in. So yeah. you can you, you try and sneak it in as much as you can without emptying the dance floor, which yeah. does genuinely happen. If does you it play. really? Yeah, yeah. What's sure. a dance floor emptier? Is there, are there dance floor empties that you like? That uh, sort of, that you yeah. keep, bu- you keep with it, yeah. Yeah, you keep busting yeah. out just in the me. hope that it's going to catch on. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Edan, big Edan fan. Right, it's um, amazing, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really fill out the dance floor. No. Get your shit straight, dictionary director. That means I dictate debonair drops of deluxe depiction. Your head of hair knocks when I flush your fiction. There's, yeah. there's certain things which you think are going to be what's his name I Love Mackinac Tuesday or there are, there are various songs which you think are gonna yeah. play which are actually very slow which I think maybe you get I think maybe in a, in the States would would go harder than they yeah. do in London I think the the British crowd are a little less accepting of, right. of the slower tunes yeah. but you've got to vary it you can't just go incredibly hard all, yeah. the whole yeah. night but you generally play stuff that you like yeah I just play stuff that I like and, and try to resist the pressure to cave to the commercial bangers. Um, and are there artists, like obviously you mentioned Azalea Banks, but there is like uh, homophobia in hip-hop. It does exist. Are there certain artists that you sort of blacklist based on a certain track you've heard of them that sort of makes you feel like their uh, feelings are not in, in keeping with the night, if you see what I mean? Uh, not really, no, because I think with most of those guys, like, homophobia is so much a, a part of hip-hop that you learn to love. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah. if you're going to be into hip-hop, you can't object to them being yeah. homophobic. I think otherwise you just wouldn't really get into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's like just a, it seems to just be a part of... It's, a, it's ingrained in that culture... And I don't know, I guess that's I mean, obviously it's you know really grim and uh offensive, but weirdly, you sort of over tune it out, tune it out, you yeah. say overlook it, but also you can re you know, you you um, what's the word, sort of own it by playing that kind of music, and, yeah, you know, we don't give a fuck, like, yeah, they're. Like, it's the same thing with like you know obviously there's records that you have violence against women and you know or just violence full stop and pretty disgusting things yeah and I guess you just try and compartmentalise it and just you know like in the same way that if you saw it in a film or something like that I know it's not the same thing but you, it's pretty it's only, similar yeah isn't it? it's yeah I think so but it's otherwise you can't if you were taking everybody at their word for everything they said on a record, fucking hell. But that's definitely a part of hip-hop as well, sexism, yeah, yeah. which is a cousin of homophobia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you kind of just own it by playing it, I think. Yeah. So I will play, you know, you'll play the worst Beanie Man tracks because yeah. fuck him. Yeah, yeah. We're going to play it and dance to it harder than anyone else is going to. Yeah. Rack your brains. Give it some thought. What was the first hip-hop album you bought? All right, um, what was the first hip-hop album uh, you ever... Or how did you get into hip-hop? What was the sort of first album you started listening to? Um, first album I started listening to is probably... It's going to be... I, I think it was actually like Tupac's Greatest Hits. Wow. Um, which was... Which I've got a crumbling old CD <laughs> case <laughs> of. Yeah. Can you picture my prophecy? Stress in the city, the cops are topping me, the projects full of bullets, nobody's just dropping, ain't no stopping me, constantly moving while making millions, witnessing killings, leaving dead bodies in the band of buildings. Yeah, I'd say it's that, or, you know, it was around that time, Eminem, first Eminem record, so it was 10, 11, yeah. and there was a really good record shop somewhere near where I lived on Edgeware Road, which is long gone, and I just bought lots of records, which, at the time, my friends mocked me for. Um, but now they're like all considered the best albums. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of the best hip hop albums ever. You know, Dre 2001 yeah. and Lauren Hill and I've also, and like Buster Rhymes and. Um, Buster Rhymes is like, I sort of, 
I sort of feel like he's kind of underrated. Like, I, like, I think it's just every time I've heard, every time you hear a track by him, mm. it's, pr- it's normally pretty good. Yeah, you obviously but, haven't listened to him in the last five years. Yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, sure. But I thought his album with Q-Tip was good. That I was good, that was, yeah. I thought that was really good. Was it Abstract Dragon or something? Yeah. I thought that was good. And yeah, okay, don't, I mean, don't, yeah, he has done, yeah, more recently he's done some shit. But he did have a a period where he just couldn't, he was just doing loads of really great albums. I don't think anyone's ever told me that he's even in their top 10 list of favourite rappers or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of... I think maybe it's because he hasn't done what's considered to be a classic album and yeah. he's from that era. So you've got, you know, Nas or Q-Tip or I don't even, you know, that list goes on. Yeah. Most F or Mob Deep. They've yeah. got that, what is considered to be mm. that kind of quintessential defining albums. Whereas he, even though he does have a couple, you know, When Disaster Strikes and Extinction Level Event, yeah. event are both amazing albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. And then, like, there was a time when, like, when he first sort of went solo or whatever but you know he did that even when he did the scenario uh, the verse on that and then when he was the last one on the on the Flavour in Your Ear remix the, his verse on that I remember like, every, just everyone was going fucking hell Buster Rhymes is like the best ever hey, 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 you believe it's Buster Rhymes the way we about to rip the try I say yo yo hey hey, hey. I your face to give you stitches throw niggas and bitches slap the ass off fat ass. wait one sec and I get down I'm rolling with the heavy weight connect Then his first couple albums were great, and then I don't know, I don't know. I mean, obviously now he's just. Did you any of you see that clip of him? I think he was in Manchester or something, and he's getting out the tour bus to walk into. He's sort of walking past the tour bus to get into another thing, and then there's like a bunch of people like the other side of a fence going, "Buster, can we get a photo? Can we get a photo?" And he sort of ignores them, and then you hear this woman sort of go, "How arrogant!" And then he sort of hears. <laughs> And then he turns around and he goes, uh, I'm arrogant. I need to take a shit. Is that arrogant? I'm going to go in there to take <laughs> right, a shit. Like, just, yeah. like, it was just so fucking awkward. Sounds like a very British sort of <laughs> yeah. pointed yeah. comment. Yeah, why can't you just wait a little bit? Have a phone tone. <laughs> Something buster. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. So you, got, you were listening to Buster Rhymes, Lauren Hill, Eminem. Yeah, Eminem a little bit. I never really got into. I'm. I don't, I'm not a massive fan of Eminem. Yeah. He's he's been talked about too much. Yeah, I think we didn't. Though. We put a sort of ban on him. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. No, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. But we should have done because there were like three M&M in a row podcast. where we spent ages talking yeah. about and almost and also talking about the same record. Yeah, and rubbish with oh, repeat stories. Oh. It was, I didn't. Well, yeah, well, at least I had fucking stories, mate. Yeah. No, sorry, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you piped up when we mentioned Madonna once, but apart from that. Have got any fucking anecdotes? Man. I was going to talk about Buster Rhymes being in Leaders of the New School, but where you gone? Look, that's it. Oh, he, right. he was the comical one, wasn't he? So yeah, it probably he was. didn't help. His, I always felt that uh, Charlie Brown in from Leaders of the New School sort of felt like he should have been the breakout artist in that group. Mm. And I reckon every time he sees Buster Rhymes on TV or something, he says, oh, "Fuck shit. that dude." Yeah, fucking hate Buster Rhymes. <laughs> But I guess Buster Rhymes is one of those, is that sort of hip-hop at its best where they feel slightly otherworldly, don't they? Yeah. Like they transcend being sort of normal blokes. And he's got, he's so inventive and mm. magical, isn't he? At yeah. his best, anyway. He, he, there's a, there's a video clip that went around recently of him doing like a freestyle, it wasn't a freestyle obviously, but like what it's called, you know, pictures of freestyle on some radio station. And you know he's shaved all his, dre- you know, he's got a, like, he's ripped, sh- isn't he's he? terrifying. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's grown, yeah, he's, yeah. he seems to, yeah. he's about seven foot tall. Yeah, he's ripped, he's shaved his head, 
and he's got older. And the whole time that he's freestyling, when I was watching the clip, I was thinking, this is a video that they're showing because in a minute his head's going to explode because he just looks just so fucking at the absolute top limit of the stresses that his body could take. Like, his head just looked fucking insane, man. It was mental. I saw him live last year. How was it? It was great. It was it was slightly surreal because we had there were a couple of support acts who were great and Method Man and Red Man were on just before him and they went on for too long. Um, and when he... As in went on for too long, as in... As in they over... came on late and then they they played a, a full set. Well, okay, fine, 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 Support yeah. act. So he came on later than he was meant to. Yeah. And... But he's, su- he's got such an amazing presence that the crowd have been really, really hyped up by Method Man Roman. And when he came on, everyone just went silent. And I think didn't really know quite what to make of the fact that Buster Rhymes was actually on stage. Wow, right, yeah. And then he was, you know, and he's, as, as you say, he's built. And yeah. his voice has got a lot deeper than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. It's like this like, terrifying yeah. growl. And Buster Rhymes, y'all. Like, sort of. It's changed, hasn't it? That was uncanny, actually. Yeah, yeah, it sounded just you. like that. Thank you. And then he got, but he got cut off because he'd come on late. It, the, so they cut him off. They cut him off about. I think he did a, played about twenty-five minutes, half an hour, and they cut him off just as he was about to go. And he'd done all his new, yeah. not very good Crap, stuff, yeah. and then he went. <laughs> say, yeah, say, he doesn't say what you think. <laughs> and uh, and then he went into give me some more, or I think it was give me some more or hot shit making your bounce yeah um, and got cut off and then wasn't ready to finish so he sort of stayed on the stage and got Method Man and Red Man on and tried talking to the crowd without and the crowd are thinking we don't want those pricks back on they're the whole reason this has gone tits up in the first place man everybody spread love give me some more if you want to let me hear you say give me some more were they good Red Man and Method Man yeah they were great yeah oh. they're really they're brilliant I saw Ghostface a couple of years ago what was he like he was he was a, he played for about 15 minutes and then stopped the show and got lots of girls up on stage and did some sort of t-shirt competition Jesus. Um, which <laughs> fine okay you're doing that that's not why people have similar come similar to Rummish's set oh, yeah yeah that's the thing yeah, 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 is so after the interval you yeah. need to get the crowd up again <laughs> so I normally just get some girls out get a host pipe just so he did that and then he had his mates up on stage and they're all to- you know talking to basically just chatting up women on stage while the crowd slowly started, sort of initially were annoyed and then gave up and dissipated. And as there was, I would say, like a quarter of the crowd left, he seemed to refocus and realise what was going on and then played the most incredible set of absolute classics really? to about 15 people left in the room. Wow. That's so, surreal, isn't it? It was a weird experience, yeah. And you stayed? I stayed, yeah. Because I was uh, loving the whole odd yeah. situation, which is you often get at hip hop gigs. They're, yeah. they're not, you know. They You've been to a lot then, I take it. Just yeah, for, yeah. Been to quite a lot. Uh, best? Best, maybe. A real, uh, Lauren Hill at Exit Festival years ago was, I'd say, or maybe um, like something like Dilated Peoples when I was 15 or something. Yeah. I'd probably say that. Actually, Edan in Nottingham was incredible as well. I've never saw Edan live. I've never seen him live, but he's like so good like I love Primitive Plus I just think it's fucking great but was he good yeah is he it was just amazing. him at a thing because I saw I once saw Buck 65 right who is not similar to Edan but similar in terms of he does everything right and it was him behind a booth like shouting into him. there was no movement in his show at all he was in the centre of the room on decks and he was doing everything mm. and just rapping like you know like a one man band sort of thing <laughs> just like that for ages just like moving his hands about like the Dick Van Dyke of yeah yeah it was fine but it was just sort of like 
once you'd watched a minute of it, the show had given you everything that it was going to give you. Do you know what I mean? Did he do something different to that? Or was well, it? he's got great songs. Oh, yeah. Well, that album, you know, he's got two brilliant albums. Yeah. So he played, he just played chats from those, but he right. wasn't doing it. It wasn't a sort of like one man band yeah. style thing. And he had Mr. Lift with him, who's right, yeah. amazing as well. Um, but then I saw him a few years later and it was exactly the same set. And oh, was it really? Yeah. We, and weirdly didn't have the same impact the second time around. Yeah, shit. But he's not done anything since... Like, Don't come to see any two of my tour shows then, mate. you <laughs> <laughs> a fucking terrible time on the second yeah, one. but seven years apart or whatever. Yeah, that's I think true. Yeah, yeah. doing something different. <laughs> uh, any bad ones? I guess, like, you know, someone like Lauren Hill, um, as, good as, she, as good as she can be, she can also be... Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Chance the Rapper I didn't enjoy. Oh, really? What was wrong um, with Chance the Rapper? I, he went for that whole it's all going to be very, very live sound. Yeah. So I think if you knew the tracks, then Inside Out, it was great. But I, it doesn't have the same really visceral impact, I yeah. think, when you've got, you know, the Roots-style backing band, if that's not yeah. how the music sounded initially. So sometimes, you know, once they've they thought, once they want to be taken a bit more seriously, yeah. they go with a live band sound, which I think that doesn't always sound that great. Yeah. Um, but then I guess he's always had quite a live trumpety yeah. based sound um, actually Frank Ocean was really rubbish oh really yeah really really bad was that really, in Brixton that was a Brixton yeah I went to that yeah, yeah. what did you think yeah the same and the sound was awful sound was yeah. awful previous yeah, podcast no Rupert was saying that Frank Ocean was probably the best live show I'd ever seen so I don't know why he's done this about time <laughs> I don't think I I, no no <laughs> Never. You doubted yourself. Though, yeah, didn't I did because I'm so hot. I can't <laughs> think properly. Yeah, go on, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Never have a, cra- a crowd's <laughs> expectations fallen so really quickly. so hyped to see Frank Ocean, and then the reality is so. What, what was it? Because the sound quality was shit. I think he's just not a very good. He live didn't have performer. much presence, did he? Yeah, he sat yeah. down on lost. the stage. Yeah. And how did the? Could you tell the crowd were getting pissed off? Not pissed off, but disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I went to see Mark B and Blade, and mm. uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Mark B. But um, when I went to see it, I was really excited because it was just after their album came out. And um, it was at UCL or something, at the Student Union. And then, um, but Blade was obviously just off his tits because, or something was wrong with him because he was just like, because Blade is like an intense, do you know what I mean? Like performer. Like this is his records and he's fully focused. I've never seen anyone with less focus in my life. Like he was like, at one part, one part, he started giggling and just walked off stage and started doing the raps from backstage, and just found it really, really ha- found it really hilarious that we were listening to him. He thought it was a novel thing that we were hearing him but couldn't see him. But that's what happens when you listen to the record. You know, Blade's not always there. We've all had that experience of listening to the music without seeing you. Mm. The reason we bought money, we paid money, <laughs> now is because we want to. <laughs> put those things together or watch you while you're doing it but it's just really weird I think that's why a lot of live gigs are a bit shit because a lot of them just get fucked up before or too fucked I up I think they just don't um, I just don't think that in hip hop I don't know if you agree but I just don't think that they think that the live stuff is um, as important I just don't think they you know the whole thing about touring an album isn't looked at in the same way I don't think it is in other yeah, genres Watch the Throne was pretty good that's true that is true but I, th- I think Kanye is a bit of an exception to that because and Jay-Z both of them because I, I saw Jay-Z at the uh, at Royal Albert Hall and in a full orchestra and everything and obviously that is somebody who's committed to delivering a great live show and, obviously, and I saw Kanye's Glow in the Dark tour or whatever and that was 
like amazing. But I think they're exception. Those, they, those guys are exceptions to the rule. You, you watch a lot of it, and they just sort of don't really. Yeah. They don't seem that fast. So it doesn't sound like they've done a sound check a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, very. So where the mic at? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I went to see the Far Side uh, just perform their first album in like top to bottom. They did like a tour of just doing bizarre ride like, and it was in the Concord. I think it was a Concord right. in Brighton, yeah. And they, that was a group of people that were definitely there for the money. Like yeah. they, they shouldn't have got the check before, <laughs> before doing the show because they couldn't have given less of a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Have you seen that? Is it what's the guy in Far Side? There's a clip of him heckling some stand-up in America. Oh really? Have you seen it? No. Yeah. It's incredible. It's not Kramer, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he gets him up on stage. It's it's uh, very undignified. Check it out. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. That's another one of my anecdotes that I never quite finished. No, well done. It's good. <laughs> Later Wu-Tang gigs are a bit like that as well. Where you don't know which one's going to turn up or whatever. Yeah. You get, like, one and you just of them. get Master Killer yeah. representing the whole just clan. So, how annoying would it be to just have Master Killer? Yeah. Master Killer and... Ladies and gentlemen... Master Killer, and then go, wicked, wicked. He's on that. Cappadonna. <laughs> Papa Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cappadonna's a taxi driver, apparently. Cappadonna is one of the only albums I ever took back to the shop. Seriously? Yeah. It was one of those 1899 export CDs. Yeah. yeah. And then I, yeah, I remember taking it back to. To HMV or Tower, it might be Tower Records. Cappadonna. I remember that. I remember quite liking that album. I'm just looking. He up did the two, titles. right? I think he did a couple. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Well, the thing is, probably Cappadonna is. He only really sort of rhymed when he felt like it, but a lot of the time he's sort of offbeat and like just kind of. It's just really shit. It just sounded like some guy just like having a breakdown or something a lot of the time. The pillage. The pillage, yeah. Yeah, but go. some guy having a breakdown is usually quite a good listen, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Not a breakdown in a good way, I mean. There's that RZA song where he's basically crying. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. Um, is there anything about hip-hop you don't like? Um, anything about hip-hop I don't like? Well, I'd say, you know, stupid rappers... There's there's always when it, when there's any movement. So if there's like I don't know like Young Thug or Future yeah. or you get a particular you know a, a particularly influential rapper who comes out with a sound that appears to be sort of new and yeah. innovative, then there'll be fifty or sixty <laughs> yeah, knockoff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. knockoff. So there's that, there's some sounds at the moment where and even like the style of rapping where there'll be so many people that will come out with an identikit yeah. crap sounding Migos style sub Migos. Um, that is irritating. Yeah. Um, and just you know, a bit like we were talking about Buster Rhymes before, how inventive and smart. He just feels like he's a lot smarter with yeah. language than, well, I was going to say you or I, but definitely I. Yeah. And, no, and, you or I, that's fine. <laughs> and, when, and, and when you get, you know, you get guys who just don't have that at all. Yeah. Um, it's always... It feels like now you can be successful in it without having that wordplay or, or whatever, or being particularly good lyrically. Didn't, didn't that used to be like a... You know, the whole thing about being able to freestyle or being able to blow someone away with your skills, that's not a thing that you need anymore, is there's it? There's a lot of novelty rappers like... Yeah. You know, well, Riff Raff's not that relevant anymore, I suppose, yeah. but there's, a, there's still various, you know... I don't think you can say post riffraff, but there are. <laughs> the post, we are in post riffraff now, aren't we? Definitely. Yeah, I think we probably are in post riffraff, but yeah. there's there's always that 
collection of people yeah. who come along and then disappear again. Yeah. Um, and they're annoying. But then I guess they should be celebrated as well. Plug one, plug two. Guest plugs for you. Okay, I think we're almost uh, yeah. it, we're almost out of time here. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug that you're uh, working on that you'd like to shout out? This, this podcast reaches, you know, I don't want to brag, but it reaches quite the wide spectrum of people. Really? Um, you know, it's pretty. How many people it's listen? It's I don't big even in Malaysia. Do you know what? I don't really? even know how many people are fucking listening. I don't the know last what, I heard, it, it's like fifty thousand total well, listens. Not. To, total oh, total listens. Well, I can. So one. That I'm going to be 10, one episode. Then. Could be forty nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be that yeah. loads of people are excited about the first episode. Yeah, and then it just. And we've had nobody fucking no. listen to it. Yeah, uh, just one dude in Malaysia. So this might be pointless, but well, if it wasn't, mum and dad. I think you know, I would say uh, the next well the next Harcourt Life at the Ace Hotel in Shoreditch if you are in London um, how come Rupert's allowed to come what, why would why would, why would Rupert not be allowed I thought to you were trying to stop the <laughs> night getting diluted by too many heterosexuals I think you know if the Rupert's of this world true hip hop yeah. appreciators thank you are, are always thank welcome thank you listening well, I'm just wondering if Josh has listened to the podcast, basically. <laughs> Is this a, no, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. No, thank you very much. Because I've seen Rupert, you know, not, you know, dancing away yeah. to some, to some bangers. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's the kind of guy I want. Right, right, right. It doesn't matter if he likes to, uh, you know... Go on. I was going to say go something. On, no, go really on, go on, go Don't edit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Suck cock. You know, he doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. It's up to you know maybe one day he'll that's what he'll go in for it's, and this is a gateway right a musical gateway yeah there you go can I come with you yeah I'd love that when we're you allowed to see Ghostface stuff before and then go to that well they'd have to, what do you mean like we do two things yeah should we three of us go to Ghostface and see how we get on as a group yeah that's a good idea yeah we don't want to you know I think that's a good mm. testing the waters don't want to go into have you ever done that where, like, I mean, it doesn't happen so much now because of the, I'm doing a different job, but have you ever done that thing where you work with somebody, you think they're okay, and then you go for a drink with them, and then very early on you discover that actually yeah. that relationship should be confined to a work a work yeah. status? Yeah. It's horrible, isn't it? What happens? I mean, I think that still happens in the industry we're in. Yeah, it does happen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you have it, you're sort of talking to them and you're going, fuck, actually, we don't actually have anything in common, mm. this is shit. But do you reckon both both people realise that, don't they? Do you reckon? No, definitely no, I don't not. Think you don't think so? No. no, I think yeah. 90% of the time it's only you. Mm. And the other person thinks it's great. You specifically. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a compliment, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't get many call backs. So. Anyway, uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, mate. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, check out Hard Cop Life at the Ace Hotel. How much are tickets? Um, is it likely to be sold out already? It's go online and buy them in advance because it, it sells out very quickly. On okay, the fine. Uh, Wicked. Rumage, anything else you want to say? No, just thanks for if having me. If you'd like to see Rumage dancing, by the way, I, I can't imagine that's the only reason you go to Hardcore Life, but he will be there dancing. Dancing. So it's worth going. Uh, just for that. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Bye, thanks. everyone. Bye, bye, bye. Bij Centraal Beheer gaan we net een stap verder voor onze klanten. Daarom geven we ze 10 seconden van onze zendtijd om hun auto te verkopen. Te koop, zwarte golf 4 GTI, 25 jaar edition, opnieuw gespoten en voorzien van glascoating voor maar 7500 euro. Mail naar info.deurslotreparatie.nl Dat gaat lukken. Wil je deze of een andere auto kopen? Kies dan ook voor de klantvriendelijkste verzekeraar. Ga naar centraalbeheer.nl slash auto. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.